Big announcements from Merck Animal Health. Making cattle better faster and so much more. You know the next part, crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads of Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Lots to cover today, crew, so let's head to the news bag. Sit back and enjoy the news. Today's headlines are brought to you by Ranch House Coffee. Dave and his crew always take care of us. Just head to ranchhousecoffee.com. This press release from Merck Animal Health just hit my desk recently. Merck Animal Health announces Bovillus Nasal Gin 3PMH is now available. The first and only intranasal BRD vaccine against viral and bacterial pneumonia. Listen to this now, crew. This is big. Merck Animal Health has announced that Bovillus Nasal Gen 3 PMH is now available to veterinarians and cattle producers to protect cattle from five of the most common pneumonia-causing viral and bacteria pathogens. Approved for use in dairy and beef cattle, this is the first intranasal vaccine effective in providing early, broad-spectrum respiratory, uh, respiratory excuse me, protection against both viral and bacterial pathogens in needle-free like hearing that, animal and BQA-friendly administration. Talking more on this is Dr. Tim Parks, Ruminant Technical Service Manager for Merck Animal Hill. When we think about what we're trying to accomplish with a vaccine program, if we start with the cows, the first thing we've got to do, we've got to protect the pregnancy. We have to have a calf. It doesn't matter if we're selling bulls, we're selling heifers, or we're, we're going to the feed yard. We've got to have that live animal. So we're going to focus in the cow sector, first of all, to protect the pregnancy. Then later on in the pregnancy, we're going to focus on trying to bridge that gap once that calf hits the ground, give it the protection that we need. So doing things to build colostrum. Then once we get into the calf sector, now what we've got to do is we've got to take that calf and prepare that calf to make its way through the production cycles. Wherever its end point is, we've got to do everything we can to get it there. Bovillus nasalgen 3 uh, was introduced right out a year ago, NCBA a year ago. It's a viral component that has IBR, infectious bovine rhinotracheitis, parainfluenza 3, and then bovine respiratory syncytial virus, so BRSV. This year, we're able to add two avirulent components, being Mannheimia hemolytica and Pasteurella multocida. So when we think about the BRD complex, these are five of really seven or eight of the main uh, antigens that we're going to think about causative agents associated with this. It does not have BVD in this formulation. We have another product called Bovillus Vista BVD that, that is a companion to, to this vaccine. So uh, it really, it addresses the main, uh, the main antigens, the main causes of disease that we see come out of the diagnostic lab with a single internasal dose. One of the main things that we see around the use of some of these internasal products, especially like Bovillus nasalgen 3PMH, uh, is we can use it in cattle of a very young age. As I mentioned earlier, when we start to think about setting up vaccine protocols, we start with the cow to get protection in the calf in the first two to four months of age through colostrum. And uh, what we found is with internasal 
use of products, we can get around some of those antibodies that may interfere with some of our more traditional vaccines. So that's one of the uh, benefits that we can use. The other thing is we start to see new, new practices, new technologies being utilized in the beef industry through genomics, DNA testing, all those things. We're handling cattle at a different time frame, so we, we can intervene at a much earlier age than what we used to be able to think we could traditionally do so at. So that's one of the other advantages. BQA friendly, we're not putting it in the muscle, we're putting it in the nose, we're not putting a needle into them for this particular shot. Um, BQA, I spend a lot of time doing BQA trainings in Kansas and Missouri. I think it's critical in the, in, in the beef sector that we understand BQA because BQA is the bridge between us and our consumers. It gives, it lets them know we care about what we do, we know what we do, we know we do a good job of it, we've got to get that story out and by going through BQA protocols and those types of things, that's one way we can get that information out to our consumers. And as always, consult your veterinarian for specific usage guidance. From rodeos to cattle sales to conventions all across the land, follow me along on the Tigger Tour 21. Just let me check my schedule. Let's head to Rapid City, South Dakota for the Black Hills Stock Show and Rodeo going on as we speak all the way through February 7th, Sunday, February 7th to be exact. The Black Hills Stock Show and Rodeo, one of my favorite stock shows to go to, and I go to a lot of them from north to south, border to border, but for some reason, heading into Rapid City was always just one of my favorites. There is so much going on from ranch rodeos to PRCA rodeos to uh, PRCA Extreme Bronx and Bulls tours that are, that is going on. Of course, the vendor shows, the trade shows, the art shows, a lot of free venues, seminars, a little bit of everything, concerts is going on, and of course, the big breed shows that are that are going on all week long. But here's what is one of my favorite things about heading into Rapid City, just like what happened at the Cattlemen's Congress in Oklahoma City, is when they crown a supreme champion bull and female. And that's going on the second to the last day, Saturday, February 7th, in the evening, brought to us by Hubbard Feeds, is when they will go and they will slap a grand champion, a supreme champion, that is, bull and female for 2021. Beck and I are going to be down there. Fire me a message. Come over and say hi the Black Hills Stock Show and Rodeo. And FYI, the Black Hills Stock Show and Rodeo started back in 1959, and there was only three breeds of cattle that were shown at that time, Angus, Hereford, and Shorthorn. little interesting fact for you. Stick around. Coming up next, we talk about making cattle better faster. We'll be right back. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD-TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. 
To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. Today's Cattle Battle is brought to you by the American Semental Association. Semental and Sim Genetics. Bull sales are going on, literally. Honestly, when you're listening to this, there's, I'm pretty sure a bull sale going on. So is it time for an update, maybe? Is it time for a change? Is it time for Semental? That's going to be the question that I'm just leaving for you from the American Semental Association. As always, thank you so much, crew. Appreciate you coming on board with us as we ranch it up. Now, making cattle better. That is the battle and so fitting for our cattle battle segment. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. Making cattle better, but making cattle better faster. Now we got something, crew. Carrie Ann Coker is the CEO of Vitelli. Carrie Ann, thanks for coming on the show. Always a pleasure to visit with you. And we're going to talk about the newest piece of the puzzle to make them better faster, okay? The Sonomics Insights Platform. Now, Sonomics helps customers improve the productivity of their product, okay? Let's apply this to the cattle business as a commercial producer, having the knowledge and confidence that I am purchasing the right bulls to raise the product, beef, that I need, and seed stock producers having the knowledge and confidence that I am raising the right kind of bulls. Carry in, lots to go over here. Now, to start, let's get another understanding of how Vitelli can help us. First of all, we're a precision livestock company focused on the bovine space. And really what we do is all centered around advancing genetic progress. And the way that we think about it is that there are two like high stake decisions that producers have to make decisions around. And one of them is mating selection and the other is reproduction method. And what Vitelli has done is they've put together the capabilities to really converge for the producer to be a supplier of um, answers or certainty around those two major high stake decisions to make genetic progress. So what we do is we're able to identify elite animals from a phenotypic data capture perspective. And then we're also able to couple that with performance information, environment information, management information, run it through our brand new Sonomics Insights platform, which is a analytic method that allows us to identify unique genetic trait signatures. And so when we think about mating selection, we're able to take it all the way to the molecular level to identify those elite animals. And then once we've identified them, we're able to um, bring in our in vitro fertilization process, one of the fastest reproductive methods that exists today to really make and and, um, exceed that genetic progress that we've been aiming for. So we really converge all of those capabilities together into kind of one-stop shop to deliver that for producers. So what you're able to do, well, let me back it up and say like this and, and, and paint the picture with an example. I'm, I'm in the business of uh, I'm selling a pile of breeding bulls every year. And is this able to come in and to give me some potential genetic capability of the bulls that I'm producing? 
You bet. Okay. So we're we're able to identify those. Um, you know, given given the fact that we've been able to collect phenotype data on those animals and couple that with genomic data, we're able to identify those unique genetic trait signatures that exist within those bulls that are going to allow us to, on the commercial level, make those selection decisions. Let's use an example of feed efficiency. It allows us to make those bull decisions uh, with that phenotype data capture or data. Uh, characteristic intact. You know, one of the things that is so very frustrating, well, there's a lot of things that are frustrating for me, but I'll just pick one one of them, Kiriet, and that is when I make that decision of what bull I'm going to buy or what semen I'm going to get shipped in, I got to wait a couple years before I even know if that was the right decision. That is what is very, very, very frustrating for me as a commercial producer. Now, I say that with an enormous amount of pride, commercial producer. I love what we do, but we got to wait a couple years before we even know, especially if I want to look at those carcasses on the rail, which I encourage everybody to do so at least once in their lifetime if they can see what their critters look like when you take the hide off. It takes a couple years to even be able to answer those questions of, did I do it right? Did I pick the right one? That's exactly right. And so, we, and, and as an industry, we don't think we have two or three years to wait. Our consumers are moving fast. The beef demand is changing rapidly and we got to be able to react to it. And so one of the ways that we think we can help producers react to that is really making those, those predictions, those genetic selection predictions much more accurate. So you can feel certain about the bulls that you chose versus having to wait two or three years to wait for the outcome. So how do we go about bringing all of this information together that it works for us, whether we are commercial cattle producers or we are in the business of raising bulls? Yeah, and so what we're able to do is really bring a full kind of genetic progress package, if you will, to the producer. So we're able to work with you to identify and capture phenotype data. We're also able to use phenotype data that you currently have captured, run it through our analytic engine, and then really be able to identify phenotypically and genetically the genetics that are driving that phenotypic outcome that we're looking for. And once we're able to do that, then, then the reproduction method is pretty simple. We can choose the IVF and we can, we can start that process pretty quickly to start making genetic progress with donors and, and bull selections, quite simple. So we're, we're really kind of that one-stop shop that really pulls those two pieces together that really drives genetic progress forward. So a producer really needs to know what their goals are for themselves. They need to know what the goals are for their customers. If it be that my customer is somebody that is purchasing my bulls, if I'm in the breeding bull program, uh, using that example, if I am selling those calves and I'm selling them on a feed efficiency basis, using that analogy that we've talked about many times before, regardless of where we are at in the production level, am I understanding this correctly that you are answering very, 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 very specific questions, very specific, minute questions. But to apply those answers into a solution, look at me go, in our operations, we need to understand the goals on the left side of our outfit and the goals on the right side of our outfit. Am I putting all of this together? Absolutely. And when we think about, let's, I'll just play on the example of feed efficiency while we're on it. When we yeah. think about identifying those elite bulls for feed efficiency, what we are able to look at is what genetically is driving 
the eliteness of those bulls? Why are they so significantly better than their cohorts when it comes to feed efficiency? What combinations of genetic trait signatures exist in their being? And then we can test for those. We can identify those in other animals so that we can make selections much faster and quicker. Okay, so it's not just identifying what is. It's taking it one step further and saying, okay, uh, this bull number 241, Yes, a thumbs up, he is, but you're trying to ask the question, why is he? Why? That's okay, exactly right. Okay, now exactly I'm understood. Right. Okay. It's, now, we identify that he was the best performer. We can do that through our grow safe system, and when we are looking for measuring individual animal feed intake and weight gain, we can identify the elite performer. But the next question is, why is he performing mm. so much better than his buddies? And when we can look at that at the genetic level, we can say, hey, these traits, these SNPs are in existence in combination combination in that bowl that is explanatory of his elite performance. Now I can make I can go look at lots of other bowls that might have those same combinations of genetic trait signatures that I can select for. Today producers do all kinds of things that they know make them better. So they t- they keep records. They do genomic tests. They um, test animals for uh, to identify elite bulls. They test replacement heifers for which ones should I keep in the herd. Right? Those are all activities that producers do today. What Vitelli does is we just kind of supercharge that. We make all of that information speak to each other, and we're able to pull it all together to say, actually, here are the unique genetic trait signatures that exist in your herd that are driving the primary performance that you're looking for. And we're able to take all of the good things that you do every single day and, and we can ask the question, why or how? And we're able to come in with a much more um, clear response around why those animals are performing the way they are so that you can make those decisions faster. And these decisions can't be taken lightly. I mean, we have to deliver beef to consumers that have a changing taste. We can't wait two years to know if we're making the right mating selections. Right. Our consumers aren't waiting. We have to get more rapid at this in order for the entire beef supply chain to really meet consumer demand. That's how I think about it. Carrie Ann Coker, great to visit with you again. Making cattle better faster through the Sonomics Insights platform. Vitelli is exclusively licensing the global rights for the use of the Sonomics Insights platform for use in cattle. Now, commercial guys, ask for it from your bull guys. That's my advice. Bull guys, check into this. That's my advice. For more information, go to vitelli.com. From there, you can head to the Vitelli website or the Grow Safe Systems website. It's one of the two. And you can always get with me, and I will do my darndest to get you pointed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Up next market recaps, and some horsepower when we come back. I love this time of year. It's busy, exciting, nerve-wracking all in one. And now that we're getting ready to run those calves across the scale, ask yourself, is it really working? Did it really work? It's not about pounds. It's about profit. Sim and Sim Genetics, the science breed, the science of genetic improvement, is at the core of the breed's existence, period. Profit through science. That's Simmental. It works. 
You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama? Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business? We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works. Shaley Stewart and CattleMarketNews.com. I am not going to waste any time, as you and I were talking off air, was kind of some craziness, and there was a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that, that happened. So I'm going to let you start, and I'm I'm sure I'll, I'll interrupt and banter in there eventually. Well, good, Tigger. That's exactly how we wanted it. It wouldn't be a show for you and I if there wasn't some good bantering back and forth. But or or honestly, I didn't interrupt you all the time. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, bantering, interruption. When you do it for four or five years, or maybe it's 10 by now, I don't know. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't. It all so, rolls together. It does. Well, hey, my friend, I'm just going to jump into it because that's how we need to handle last week. It was a busy, jam-packed week. We had um, exciting news from higher futures market trade later in the week to kind of a disappointing fat kettle trade. We had phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal um, movement and, and crisis in regards to box beef trends. Um, we saw a little bit of surprising news in regards to carcass weights. And then Friday's cattle on feed report was kind of like the um, the last ex, the last dot on your exclamation point. It just kind of left the week saying, what the heck was that? We expected a, um, a bullish report, and it actually came out bearish as placements came up 1% higher. But nevertheless, I don't think think that given where the market sits fundamentally and just the strong, robust um, dynamics of the market that are starting to build within the cattle market, that Friday's report is going to be able to kind of unravel the, the strength that's built here as of late. And a couple, there's a couple reasons for that, Tigger. Number one, we are seeing excellent box beef demand. I mean, goodness gracious, last week, Choice Cuts jumped $8.27 for the week. Select Cuts jumped $9.23. And as we see more and more um, areas start to kind of open up and lift their COVID restrictions, that's going to obviously beckon the need for more beef. 
And so that is utterly phenomenal for us as cattlemen because we want people to continue to cook beef in their homes, but we want the food service industry to be alive and well as it composes right at 55% of our marketplace. So it's really exciting to see those markets kind of become bolstered again and, and excited, though they're not anywhere near where they were. They're showing that they might start to beg some interest again. So that's really exciting. Then next, we have to talk about what the futures market did last week, Tigger, because holy smokes. And it wasn't until later in the week. So that's kind of where you have to pick some fun at the feedlots and feedlot managers last week and say, you know, I hate to tell you I told you so, but didn't we tell you that waiting until later in the week Mm -hmm. would always serve you better to market your fat cattle? Well, I think that they're kind of kicking themselves a little bit because later in the week, we saw the grain markets correct. And so their prices scaled significantly lower for both beans and corn. And holy smokes, did that shoot both of the live cattle contracts and the feeder cattle contracts to new highs, a lot of them to new contract highs, and some of them just to long-term highs. So it was a very exciting week to kind of close out on, even though we had a bearish cattle on feed report. And given all these fundamental, uh, basically positive um, gestures kind of starting to roll and develop. I am not one that's going to throw in the towel, the towel of thinking that the cattle market is going to, you know, start to trade lower now and that we've, that we've just kind of slunk into a bearish trend. And then the other thing that I want to keep you in remind of is that this upcoming week, we have the cattle inventory report, and that is going to be huge for our industry and for our market, because we are expecting to see cattle, obviously the cow herd numbers lower for the U.S. And even if it is just a simply slightly lower, which whenever the USDA shares slightly lower numbers, that means that it is not um, greater than 1% variance from from the last report. Basically, that indicates that our cow herd is contracting. And I know that might make some of you scratch your head because that means that, you know what, maybe you have some neighbors selling cows or maybe your own operation had to sell cows or what have you, your friends or, or whoever it may be. But you know what? Everything comes in a full cycle. So if we're selling more cows, that means later in a point in time, we're going to have fewer feeder cattle to market, which means that you and I can ask more for our calves. So the cattle market comes at us at cycles. It always does. It ebbs, it flows, it it's high, then it's low, then it's high, and then it's low again. And so we just have to remember that with everything, there's a dawning, then there's an end, and there's a season for all things. So I know I threw a lot at you right there, but nevertheless, we have a lot of things to be watching and monitoring in the marketplace right now. With everything that's going on right now, there are all sorts of reasons for the market to emotionally react one way or the other. If it be administratively, if it be weather related, if it be we're going into bull sale season, we're going into calving season and those things, right. those right. those activities always create little movements here and there. So I think right now, if there ever is a time that is very difficult to try to identify a trend, it is right now. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that statement. Hey, Shaley, I know you you texted me and you said, we got to roll fast because you got all kinds of stuff <laughs> going on. So I wish you a, a wonderful rest of your work week and weekend, and we'll see you back here again next week. Hey, thank you, my friend. We'll chat soon. Take care. Tell back hello. Chat later. Before I say fare thee well, I need to give a tip of the hat and some famous last words to Brandon Zadina from Nebraska. Has the coolest darn teams of horses. Back at the turn of the new year, posted a video via Facebook with a team pulling a small snowplow, a two-horsepower snowplow. Never seen that one before. Now that, crew, that is staying ranchy. Let's wrap this one, crew. A big thanks to Dr. Tim Parks with Merck Animal Health, Carrie Ann Coker with Vitelli, and Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News. 
Our partners, the American Cemental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Crew, so glad y'all came with me one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call me 24-7, leave me a message, 707-RANCH-20. Spread the good word and join us again next week. It's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy crew and ranch it up.